0: Welcome back to the Racking Focus Podcast's Another Angle. Uh, I'm John Doyle, and I was not around. I was in Europe when Josiah and Alec went and saw Once Upon a Time in America. So I want to take a moment to talk about that movie myself and give us a different perspective after seeing it this week. So let me say a couple things about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. The first thing I want to talk about is the idea of reality versus non-reality in the films. One of the things that Tarantino is a master at, is creating a sense that his films are in a real place, that there is a real world there, that almost it's in our world. And yet there is so much film language that prevents us from seeing that. His characters don't actually stick to the back of the environments. The backgrounds seem separate and distant. They are pulled away. Their lighting keeps them isolated to their own persons. The Color grading, in addition, makes them look more artificial. As we watch the movies, we don't really notice mentally, like we don't notice in the front of our brains that we're watching something that isn't real, as much a fantasy, perhaps even as Lord of the Rings. But we do see in the filmmaking, as you experience it, a distance from that reality. So by the time we get to the end of the movie, and spoilers again for the end of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, turn off now if you have not seen it. Once we get to the end and we find out that he has warped reality itself, that he's changing history for what may be a powerful moral reason and what may be just for fun and violence in either case... We're set up for that. We don't discount that because the movie has felt like we weren't in a real world, or at least those characters weren't in a real world. In fact, the times that seem most real, that he shoots with the most sense of reality, are the scenes where we see Leonardo DiCaprio rehearsing or performing, more likely performing, both with uh, Tim Oliphant um, and the other characters in the scene with the young girl, who, uh, the young Lancer girl who is being held hostage, those moments seem real. Those moments are shot in a way, that sort of slow, powerful, single camera movements that make us feel like we're in a real world, that there's a real thing happening. Where other places in the film, when we're dealing with the reality of the world of the characters, there's bizarre jump cuts, which no other director could get away with. It's just amazing to me how much he's able to take us into an alternate reality and demand that it's reality. The other thing I want to talk about is the acting in the film. The acting across the board is really extraordinary. DiCaprio does a marvelous job, although I don't see him in a standout performance here. But I think Brad Pitt is spectacular. He is doing so much work internally. We're seeing things he's doing that have great meaning, that are, that are built out of depth of character, that don't need to be... Ex- exposed to us through narrative or dialogue or exposition. He simply is doing things, and we see what's there. The the young girl who played the Lancer daughter in the uh, film and, and on the soundstage was spectacular. The character, although there are some questions about the validity of the actual portrayal, Of Bruce Lee, the actor playing Bruce Lee did a marvelous job. Each of these actors, Margot Robbie's spectacular. In the scene in particular, when she's in the movie theater watching her own performance in the Dean Martin film Wrecking Crew, it is really marvelous watching her face. That sort of joy that we've seen her have, even in Harley Quinn, we've seen her have that ability to have spontaneous, potent joy. And here, we really get an opportunity to see her exploring in in a full reactive sense we know what she's experienced we understand what's important to her and that's great and so the characterizations the the actors across the board are spectacular Pacino does a really interesting job at the beginning playing a character who he probably knows in real life um, but is not someone who he has actively portrayed before scenes between he and DiCaprio are marvelous there's just so much really 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 good acting I'd like to also mention that the scenes in the camp, the movie camp that uh, they were doing the Westerns in, that we find the Manson family living in, that specific space is really extraordinary. The acting done there, the clarity of what we're seeing, it's really an interesting opportunity to look at actors working in a big open space to create suspense in an environment that ultimately is open and wide and has no suspense at all. We see Tarantino constantly lead us towards violence, acts of violence, and that sequence is a parallel for the whole film. We have a character who is entering a place with a person who has invited him in. He uh, tries to find out if things are safe, and once he finds out things are safe, he comes back out and is forced violence because violence is done against him with a knife. And then in the home at the end of the movie, we see him doing the same act where someone has entered the home, and he takes an act of violence. Uh, That act of violence the movie has been leading us towards is very similar or at least paralleled in structure and design in the sequence at the uh movie lastly in this little extra discussion i want to talk about spectacle and special effects one of the things that tarantino does in this film and you can tell by the credits is use very little cgi now certainly there's those places where he's putting characters into film but so much of what he's doing looks like film work like sitting at a computer at an editor doing the work instead of hiring out uh 50,000 people from 100 different countries to create wildly elaborate cgi that means that a lot of the film is practical, and this is something that I really like, the the practical effects, the, the living real-world action that we're seeing, the violence done in ways where we can see the blood, where the blood is fresh and on people's faces and its makeup, it's not cgi it is amazing that tarantino is able to do this kind of spectacle this level of spectacle without all of that special effects it's refreshing and in a way this movie's talking about old hollywood and new hollywood and we're seeing a movie made in the sort of standard of old hollywood the look the style the work so much of the flavor of this film feels like old hollywood and that is a Hollywood where it, that isn't reliant on CGI and is able to do substantial spectacle. And so we see giant camera moves that, although they may not be completely purposeful to the emotional context of the story, those camera moves are integral to the craft and art of the movie. And having just seen Hobbs and Shaw, where there were tons of camera moves that were just done because of what they do to us as a viewer, instinctively like in our bodies that they create some sense of movement when there's nothing on the screen doing that work here Tarantino was using that movement to be part of the craft it's a brushstroke in his painting of a film so the use of real camera movement the use of actual practical effects and, and characters in practical environments is refreshing and wonderful and it's one of the things that makes this movie a strong entry into Tarantino's canon One of Tarantino's most recognized attributes is his nostalgia. Uh, People say it's callbacks or love for Hollywood and the past, and certainly all those things are present. But when I watch this movie, I see my youthful television viewing and my youthful movie viewing, and I feel very connected to the world that he's presenting from an entertainment standpoint. I know those Westerns, I know Leone, I'm a film head. Those things all make, watching this movie a uh, different experience and it might be for someone who has less experience in that world. In some of Tarantino's movies, we, we don't see that as overtly as we do in this one in particular. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is in Hollywood, and as a result, we're banged over the head by reference. One of the things I think is most wonderful is this sense of soundtrack that is just a wild run of commercials and references through the radio, to all sorts of period items. Nostalgia can be dangerous because it can distract us from drama. I'm not sure if that happens in this movie, but certainly this movie has a stronger sense of it than Harantino's other films. I loved every minute of those nostalgic references, but I'm not sure that a regular viewer may experience that unless they are able to do the research beforehand or after. This is the kind of movie like a Marvel movie where you need to go and watch alternate material so that you can find all of the little gadgets that have been stuck in to drive the plot. So they're just... Three quick thoughts. Um, I, if I have to rate the movie, I'm rating it a nine. It is certainly not Tarantino's best film, but it is an enjoyable film. I I always feel like Tarantino needs an editor. He reminds me of some great novelists who I know who write thousand page books that should be seven hundred or six hundred pages long, or six hundred page books that should be two hundred pages. It's just there's times where he is just luxuriating in the cinematic experience he's creating. He has a story that's just exploding and potentially could be two movies, although this movie does hang together from a plotline standpoint. And so there are places where I would say you might want to cut that scene or tighten that scene up. But I also know that uh, that may be a response to the fact that so much movie making today is making me want to rush. So with that in mind, um, and uh, enjoying a movie full of wild and entertaining Easter eggs, references, callbacks, whatever you want to say, this is a movie you want to watch a hundred times because you're not going to catch everything. And you need to watch every other Tarantino film in order to have the experience. And I don't know how different my talk is from the other guy's talk because I haven't listened to him, so I have something fresh here to say. But at this different angle, you should go see Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You should enjoy it. Uh, You should take your time and have some pleasure in it. And this is John Doyle, uh, Racking Focus Podcast, Another Angle. Have a great day.